Kawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. Well, welcome you? to another show, Stanley. Yes, darling. I'm so glad to be here in the new year. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is the new year, It's still isn't the new it? year. You can still wish people a happy new it year. It is pretty early on, yeah. Yes. When do you I think stop? you have a few more days. A few more days. So yeah. after next week, no more happy new year. Yeah, you got to stop. Was it, like, for, honestly, as you start approaching President's Day, like, you really yes. got to cut you it really off. You really got to stop it. You yes. can't. Mm-hmm. Unless you see someone for the first time. And it's like, oh, you haven't seen them since, like, November or something. Mm-hmm. And then you see them, like, January 22nd. You're probably going to say Happy New Year. Really? Well, yeah. Because it's like, well, I haven't seen you in a while. Okay. And I have to acknowledge that something semi-monumental has happened since. Like the meaning new year. there's a, yeah. Okay, okay. A new year has begun. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what you got planned for the new year? <laughs> 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 the same thing you have played for the new year surviving flourishing. take over the world take over the world yes <laughs> listen I'm, I'm about that glow up for the new year yes. I'm about to level up on these bitches yes, professionally uh-huh. personally oh my god you know what's funny I was, sexually what okay. sexually well, you know, I've already leveled up oh, oh so you reached the ceiling yeah. the apex yeah I beat that game oh so you're yeah. teaching they're gonna have to thing. come up with a new game for me, uh. for me to be on that level yes <laughs> So one of my old colleagues, I met up with her. This was just before the new year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was talking about how I got the deadline for that ring. Like, I was like, we, cause oh. I was like, we started dating, like, in our 30s. Yes. So I was like, uh-huh. we know by now if this is a thing or if it's not. Yes. So I was like, we're not going to date another year. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, look, we're either going to move forward or we're going to call it. Okay. So she was like, oh, so great. 2019 will be a big year for you. You'll get engaged. And I just kind of looked at her. She's like, or break up. We were like, either way, it'll be big. <laughs> either way, it'll be big. Something monumental is going to happen this year. In the way of sort of personally. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so you'll either get engaged or get gone. I was like, pretty much. So what, so what, how are you, what did you guys have a, con- obviously you had a conversation yeah, about we, it. Yes. We've we, we, we talked about it. Yes. Yes. We've, we've talked about these things. So it's not me being like that crazy like no, it's but, like no we've obviously we've had these conversations because he agrees too it's just like yeah it's not like we met we were super young and didn't necessarily know what we wanted or who we were yeah. so it took a while to cultivate like our relationship because we had to cultivate ourselves within what you do but it's like nah we met in our 30s yeah, like we both were at the point where it was like we dated enough we know what we want we know yes. what we don't want we know whether or not this is gonna be a forever thing exactly yeah. that's true and it's nothing wrong with sort of asking for that I still feel like a lot of, I mean I don't know I think a lot of women still have a problem or a lot of people couples still feel weird no matter where you are discussing mm-hmm. marriage or the next step and I feel it's like it's an awkward important. conversation to have yeah. I think as a woman too it can be a very awkward conversation because you don't ever want to feel like or you don't want to feel at least for the rest of your life like oh like I I am the one who initiated this. Mm-hmm. Was this what he wanted too? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. of course guys are gonna be like, Of course it's what I wanted or it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But we all know how yeah. shit goes. That's so. true. Like as a woman you don't wanna be like, Oh yeah, I proposed to him mm-hmm. But who knows if we would have gotten married had I not. Because yeah. sometimes guys be very just go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> and in our society, I mean things societal norms, you know, some of it is bullsh- bullshit, but 
and and maybe proposing the man proposing is a little bit of bullshit, but I think we grown up. With I will that. never propose. But well, and I, and I feel like that's fine. But I think men, we grown up in this culture where traditionally men do do that, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's fine. Of course, if a woman wants to, you know, hey, more power to her. But to have a man to to. To have a man feel uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a little bit absurd to me. It's like, you grew up in this country. You know the way it goes. <laughs> so it's just like, come on, dude. Like, don't don't try to understand, I think, where a woman is coming from when she's asking you that question. Right. Of sort of trying to figure out where, where are we doing? And then don't pretend like, marriage? What? No. Well, that's the thing. I think if the guy feels uncomfortable, it's probably because he doesn't want to go there. He's not ready to marry you. Well... <laughs> And I think sometimes, too, I think they can just be a little scared. I think they can just be a little scared. I think when I got engaged, it was a little scary to me. And it was kind of like, you know, because you think of what forever. And I'm a man, and I don't have to worry about a lot of things like biological clock and all these things. And, you know, I could get married, you know, in another... I could have gotten married in another... I'm still not married, but I could get married in another 10 years. (laughs) But being engaged, I think it was like, okay, wow, this is forever. This, this shit is it. Is real. Yeah. And and what does that mean? And, you know, do I really want this? And there are all this doubts. And Josh and I talked about it and I think he was having those doubts as well. Right. But he felt like, okay, I really, really know that I want to be with you, so I just want to make take that plunge. Yeah. So I mean, I absolutely believe in divorce though. Yes. So yes. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's why it scares me a lot less. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if any of my exes are listening they might chime in like yep this bitch quick to leave but yeah i think if it's not working i'm not one to just be like no we need to work on this no we need it's just like no let's take a real hard look at this and be smart and be practical yeah this is not working mm-hmm. let's move on yeah <laughs> let's let's go ahead and just like live our lives happy not with each other yeah and i don't regret any of my breakups <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't I regret. Don't. Yeah, I've never been. Like, oh my gosh, shouldn't have broke up with him. Maybe at the time there have been times when it was just like, oh, you know, I should have tried a little harder. But then, of course, in hindsight, now I'm like, that guy was the worst. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. Thank goodness. Like I like sometimes get ahead of myself for myself's mm-hmm. sake, and That's true. I was smarter than myself. <laughs> what do you think about you know? Because some people, because I was even I was talking about this with one of my coworkers. We. We've already talked about this prenups and sort of, you know, prenup meaning when you come into the marriage mm-hmm. for a lot of people, I think that means, well, it's not forever. You know, you're, you're already coming right, into the marriage. Right, those people are dumb. Yeah. And, 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 and you I'm know dumb. how I feel very strongly well, yes, about this. But how do you even explain to a person, like I can explain to them my reasoning why I think a prenup, prenup is okay. And it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, like there's an expiration date on, you know, our union. Right. No, but it's like, well, let's be realistic. Things, nothing lasts forever. And, and not even nothing lasts forever. I think I come into a marriage like Josh and I, I think if we're going to get married, I want us to be happy. Right. And I think relationships are hard and you need to check back in with one another to make sure that you're still happy. Mm-hmm. And if we reach a point where we're not for whatever reason, we've grown, we've evolved. Yeah, we want to try to make it work together. Right. But if we can't, let's say, hey, let's be honest. We enjoyed our time together. I still love you. I still care about you. But the relationship. But the relationship has run its course. Right. And I think, but it seems like even with some people, they don't think that's ever a possibility. There's no such thing as a relationship that's run its course. Apparently, those people are insane. (laughs) Like, they live in 
La La Land. Yeah, La La Land. And that's the thing. I don't try to explain it to people. Yeah. I don't give a shit about what other people do. I'm not marrying them. Yes, yes. My significant other and I, Mm -hmm. we're on the same page about prenups. Yeah. That's all that matters to me. I do not care how other people view it. Yeah. Because I don't have to. They can go ahead and give divorce lawyers a whole lot of fucking money. <laughs> like, that's one part of the economy that yeah. will stay strong. Yeah. Good for them. Because, honestly, if... It's like car insurance, mm-hmm. right? We always... That's the... That's kind of the analogy we always use. We're just like, well, you don't think that you're going to drive off the lot, you know, of the Honda dealership and immediately hit someone mm-hmm. or get into an accident. Yeah. But you would never drive off that lot without insurance. Yeah. There's a reason why it's not legal. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot control everything. Yeah. You might think you're a fantastic driver, but you have no control over what anybody else is going to do. Exactly. And for that reason, we get insurance. Mm-hmm. We make sure we have set up parameters to take care of this kind of thing so it's not a shit show when mm-hmm. it happens. That is what a prenup is essentially or can be. That you have already set up parameters. You have mm-hmm. insured against this thing in the event that it happens. That it's not a shit show when it does. That's true. That's true. So, right. You're not like, oh, yay, I got a license. I'm going to go and kill people. Yeah. I'm going to drive some vehicular homicide mm-hmm. today. No. But anything is possible. Anything so is possible. So you have to be careful and take precautions. Yeah. Because, I mean, I definitely live my life that way. I think I don't care what other people think, but I, but I'm always interested. Sometimes I don't understand why other people, people think so stupidly. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to say I get stupid, that. stupidly, but so <laughs> differently than I, and it's just, I don't get it. And it's hard to wrap my head around certain things. And I always want people to understand me. Right. It's like, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but I think it's important to understand. So then you can say, okay, I completely see a hundred percent where you're coming from, but I still don't agree. You know, and I feel like I don't understand when people, certain things, how people feel. Did you see Michelle Obama's interview um, uh, with Oprah? And she was talking about her relationship and when her and Barack first got married. It's, it's in the book. So you read yes. the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying, you know, he was just a, a, you know, a swerver. He's yeah. over here. She's a box check and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because it's it's exactly that, right? Like you, there's so much about someone you don't know. It doesn't matter how long you've been dating mm-hmm. that you're not going to find out until you are married, like in it, living together every day, like you're in it. And it's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to navigate. And sometimes it don't always work out. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things that are going to pop up and you're going to be like, what the fuck did yeah. I get myself into? Some people will work it out. Some people will choose to just walk away. Or yeah. some people will try to work it out and eventually just be like, we can't anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to walk away. Um, so, I mean, look, if if Forever Floaters... <laughs> yeah, and forever POTUS mm-hmm. um, have had their issues and the rest of us forget it we're all fucking yeah, doomed we have and like they've been to therapy and right. you know she's been very candid about that and like you said like being together just all the things that you learn because you know you and you know your baby mama have mm-hmm. been together what three over three, three years. years yeah and um, Josh and I have been together over two years and it is to me, it doesn't seem like a long time. Like, I still say to him sometimes, there's still things that we're learning about each other. It's right. like, we've been living on this earth for over 30 years, you know, without each other. Right. Doing things. So now we're learning to coexist yeah, with one another. Yeah, And it's it, it's weird because you... And we're still in our 30s and you still grow and you still change and you want different things. 
another 10 years, we could want such different things. From and it's now. not Absolutely. from now. Yeah. And, and what you're saying is, you know, you change and sometimes you change and you grow apart. And it's hard mm-hmm. to sort of the goals that you had when you first joined together. That may not be the case mm-hmm. in a couple of years. You know what's crazy? What? Have you ever taken the Myers-Briggs? No. So I took the Myers-Briggs. They, um, the Posse Foundation, we all have to take it. The mm-hmm. Posse Scholars are chosen. Because yeah. they pretty much, you know, they choose you as like a group of 10 students. Mm-hmm. And they want to see how you fit with each other. Yeah. So when you first start take, having those meetings, you take it. And my Myers-Briggs was ENTJ. Mm-hmm. That's like extrovert, intuitive, thinking, and... Judgmental, I, and the judgmental is not negative. I forget, mm-hmm. um, like with the the other side of that is judgmental is like feeling or something like that. Uh-huh. It's basically like how you assess the situation, yes, yes. And like how you uh, sparse it out. And um, it's funny. So I was looking up these personality tests the other day. So I started taking one. It's not a Myers Briggs, but it used the same calculations basically. Yeah, you know what mine was. What ENTJ? I was oh. like, are you serious? I took that when I was eighteen. So you have not changed. <laughs> 17 years I'm exactly the same. I was going to ask as well, like, <laughs> no. do they change? So, I've changed tremendously over yes. the past 17 years. Of course, years, of course. But apparently, just like, I guess the the core of my personality yes. and the core of my being is the same. Well, I think that's, for most people, don't you think the core of who you are still remains the same? I, I guess. So, basically, I'm saying, like, this new one I took is, like, I'm a commander mm-hmm. personality type, and... Basically, they were like, commanders tend to be CEOs, like your Steve yeah. Jobs, and um, very um, creative, very different thinking people. Mm-hmm. We're all about, like, forward movement, but we can be, they say, insensitive to mm-hmm. emotions. Mm-hmm. And we expect, they like, because we don't have the same, like, emotional capacity as other people. And then we despise people when they do. Like, it's like, don't cry at work, like, stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. Um, which I was like, I don't think all no, of those things I, are I, true I, for me. No. Um, but yeah, yeah, so essentially it's the person that was having. I was like, that was very much what the other test said. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess knowing you for over 18, no, no, not 18 years. Knowing you that for like 16 like years. years. Yeah, yeah. I always um, sort of do the dates by how old. My sister is Lexi. And then it's easy. We've been in 2001. So that's always easy. It's almost 18 years. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you're a big, per- big picture. So, yeah, knowing you person. Sorry, I'm getting up. Like, my foot is falling oh, okay, asleep. Oh, okay, and That's I'm just important. Work it out. Yes, working out. Yes, stress. Sitting down. So, yeah, it is important. Um, not, not important. But just knowing you, I know that you're a big picture person who's also very good on the details, who's more so type A. But you're yeah. still very understanding of people. I think if someone came in and they had a hard time at work, like you were the CEO of something, and they were crying, you'd say, you'd say okay, I'm going to give this girl You know this how many boy. people have cried that I'm like, what? Yeah, but you Members. Been, yeah, you've members been cry people about members. Stuff. But yeah, and I feel like within reason, and you're always going to, you say, okay, you know what, let me console this person a little bit, or let me give them a, cu- a couple of minutes to get themselves right. together. But if it's excessive, or you feel like... This doesn't make any sense. It's a little. Then you're gonna be like, well, because I think also, okay, in the moment, like if someone's crying, that's their business. Yes. it's not my place to say whether or not someone should be crying about. Something. Exactly. That's they feel strongly about something. They will move to tears. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to you know make them feel okay. Mm-hmm. But then there might be an incident where I might need to say, look, stop crying. This is not something you need to be crying about. Yeah. This is something you need to be doing X, Y, Z about. Mm-hmm. So let's get to that. Yeah. Uh, there's times. And I think that's I've done fair. it, but 
I'm just, I'm like, you, it, it, it paints a picture of like, these people are like, this no. is like, and I was like, okay, that's a little extreme. And I'm sure there's some people who are like that, but I think for the most part, people I, are not. Yeah, and you need those types of people, I think, people who can sort of lead and and sort of take charge and people feel comfortable following their direction. I think at certain at certain times because yeah, then how I think it's basic. Go? Yeah, what it's saying is like we approach things from the perspective of what's rational. Yes. Versus like emotional. Yeah. Like our response is always less emotional and more about okay, well, if this is the issue, how do we solve it? Like yeah. there's a problem, let's problem solve. Yeah. Where they were like, isn't the greatest with like your friends if your friend comes see you crying about something. <sighs> You know, they more so just want someone to listen to them versus someone to tell them how they should fix this problem. Which I think I do a little bit of both. You do a little bit of both. Yeah, I think most, yeah. And I think the good thing, I know all my friends, like, and I think within our group, we tell each other, I think, how we feel and how we, I think we tell each other the truth. Like, if right. any of us come to each other and we're like, uh, you know, we went on a date, so-and-so, or this is what's happening at my job, and it's always kind of like, well, what did you do? Well, actually, you were kind of wrong in that. Oh, like, Maybe you should have said like that. Bullshit. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. So we we definitely do that. Yeah, and and I think that's helpful, definitely. But one one thing too is that you just even how knowing how you grown up, you seem like you were very independent. You were very yeah. much a decision maker, or you thought for yourself. It's, you didn't follow direction just because the person was an adult, or just because the person was in a role of you know a leadership role. You questioned it. Yeah, and it's weird because I think that I've always been like that. Yes. Like when I think back on like things I've done when I was little. Yeah. Like this teacher would say that I terrorized her. Yeah. And it was like, well, I didn't terrorize you. I was eight. But Which it was is like, but, yeah, it was like, because yeah. you were full of shit. And at eight years old, I realized it. And then I was like, I ain't listening to this yeah. bitch. She don't know what she's doing. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you know, they just call you a disruptive <laughs> student. <laughs> But yeah, I was just like, and as I got older, I was like, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. If I don't trust where you leading me. I'm not following you. Yes. A lot there of Here we go. Yeah. I've had to learn that. Because <laughs> yeah. I was taught to yeah. always listen to adults and always just, I've had to learn that and trust my instincts. I've mm-hmm. had to learn as I've gotten older. You, I think, naturally have that. Which, are, which right. Some and then you have know. to like, hold, you have to like wrangle that in. That's what it is. It's just wrangle like, which, what in? That like, especially like as a child, that's not always good. It's not always the best because uh, when yeah. you're young too, you don't necessarily know how to express that. Exactly. When you're young, you have no filter or anything, and you just say <laughs> what's at the top of your mind, and you do what you think is right. The fun- the first thing I was going to say to that is that there has to be a balance, but then I think no because I think you need to have adults who are who are around you who understand yeah. how to sort of nurture that and and to take that. Because cause I think there are a lot of adults who say, well, kids are only, what is it, supposed to be listened to, li- seen and not heard. And I think if which you is had, crazy. Which is insane. So if you had some adults who knew, okay, well, this is a child who's not just going to follow me because I'm an adult. They're mm-hmm. going to question things. Then that's, you want that. Because you want that child to be an independent thinker. They're not going to just follow the herd. And then they, they are going to trust their instincts. That's a smart child. Yeah, that's, sometimes people don't realize. Well, children definitely don't no. realize it. When they're young, when they have those natural leadership instincts. And some adults see it. But the adults who are probably not leaders themselves Mm -hmm. don't see it. They're intimidated by it. It's like adults can be very intimidated by children, which I think is absurd. Because Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
at the end of the day, what are they going to do? Beat you up? Yeah, like exactly. you're five times that person's yeah, size. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what? They only have but so much control. Exactly. But it, I love it when I see kids that are uh, pretty sassy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I'm like, please keep it coming. Please. I will feed this sassiness. Yeah. I want you to keep that up because yeah. I want to see in eight years. Where, where that sassiness leads. Exactly. Well, because they say, too, um, when kids are toddlers, little girls especially, I was mm-hmm. uh, watching something and they said, little girls are their most confident when they're toddlers mm-hmm. because, especially if they come from a two-parent home, because they have that support yeah. and they get that love and that support and that attention every mm-hmm. day. They said as they get older, the confidence starts to decrease. Yeah. And then especially once they become like a preteen yeah. to teenager because then there's so many outside influences yeah. that come in. So that's why it's funny when when kids are toddlers, that's when people are more likely to tell them not to be sassy, mm-hmm. not to talk back and do that stuff. But it's funny because it's like they're more likely to do it because they're like, fuck what you're saying. Yeah, they have the most confidence at the age they will let you know about yeah, yourself. Kids are very honest. and. We like that about kids. We go, oh, kids, they're so they're unfiltered from the mouth of babes. Right. But then you try to stomp it out of them too. My, listen to me. Don't talk well, back. Because then we try to conform them to society exactly. and what is or isn't proper or acceptable. Yeah. For when they leave the house. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I'm the biggest advocate to get your fucking kids. Mm-hmm. But that's on a being rowdy perspective. Yes. I think as long as your kids are well behaved. With their smartness, saying certain things to you, you should listen to them. You People should. laugh at the way I talk to children, but mm-hmm. I'm like, they're not stupid. No, kids are not stupid. And if I say, well, why did this happen? It was your responsibility to ensure that mm-hmm. this didn't happen. <laughs> I don't think that's a crazy thing to say to a child. No. They'll, they might ask you, what does responsibility mean? Yeah. They'll ask you, what does ensure mean? And you tell them the definition, yeah. and those are now two words that they now yeah. know. And they'll think about it. I bet you they will use responsibility properly the next week. Yeah. They'll be like, well, mom, why did the garbage fall out? It was your responsibility to make sure it did. Mm -hmm. Your kids are very intelligent. (laughs) These these are beings that are soaking up everything. They can learn multiple languages at one time. Oh, my God. So, of course, I could go back to that child brain of mine for, for language learning. Yes. Yes. I love our tangents that we go off on. I know. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to be talking about love languages. Love today, languages. Huh? Well, yes. speaking of languages. Yes. Languages. The language of love. Yes. Yes, darling. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you took the quiz, right? I did take the quiz. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, when did Al and I, we took this quiz months ago. I was listening to Nicole Byers, mm-hmm. uh, Why Won't You Date Me, which obviously I've talked about a lot. I listen, oh, we took this <laughs> in July. I listened to the show a lot, and I was like, what? We gotta take this. And Kia told me about this a while ago because she was saying her boyfriend's love language is um, giving, is gift giving. Yeah. And that's not hers. Mm-hmm. So she's like, if they get into it, he'll come buy her a really nice bag. She's like six pairs of Louboutins, by the way. I mm-hmm. did not know that. We're good for her. Uh, well, I've heard they're very I've uncomfortable. I've never seen her wear them. Yeah, she's yeah. They're very uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, he'll go out and buy her like a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she just wants a public apology. Yeah, actually. exactly. That's so, what she really needs. Interesting. Along enough. with that Louis Vuitton bag. Right, right, and right. Definitely still it? give the bag. Was it a good print? Uh, I think he got her wallet that it's like the um the classic logo with the LV. Okay. But it's um it's all leather and it's sort of like impressioned in. Um, so that's nice. It's, it's decent. Yeah, I'm like, no, don't give me no name, no like uh what high end bag and give me like a. Uh, 
one that's like a special edition or something. No, give me the standard, regular. You gotta get a classic. You gotta get a classic. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. You the gotta classic, get a classic bags are actually pricey. Yes, they are. That's why I want that one. And because they look a certain way. He gonna give me, remember they have the star prints and all those, the white ones with oh, the. With like the graffiti type, yeah. like the, 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 the paint writing exactly. handwritten. And it's like, really? This oh, well, because after like a year or two, you will never be able to yeah, wear that one again. Until it comes back. Exactly. Yeah, like the Christian Dior, like those saddlebags. Mm-hmm. Remember the those? Saddle, oh, yeah, those are back now. They're coming back, yeah. right? But it's been like a 12 year gap. Yeah. Uh, is the Fendi spy bag gonna come back? Remember that? Bag? Oh my god! Remember how badly I wanted that? I was like, <laughs> it was a cute bag. I was like, I am getting it. It was like two thousand twenty five hundred or something. Or something yeah. And I said, if I get a fellowship for grad school, I would get the bag. And oh. then I got a fellowship, and then I was like, do no. I really want this? And no, I bought those Chanel sunglasses instead. And you, which you still have? have. Appre- I still have and have appreciated in yeah. value. If I were to sell those, I could actually get more money than I paid. Oh, for that's them. good. That Fendi yes, spy bag. Oh my god, that spy fitting. bag would be like in yeah. the bottom of the closet holding a bunch of wigs. Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be like, we forgot you had like this headbands girl. stored yeah. in there or exactly. something. You would have tried to break it out on a rainy day. People like, oh no, girl. Oh, it'd be all breaking in certain <laughs> places because the leather's all old and stiff and hasn't oh. been moisturized in forever. Watch. Six god. months, Fendi spy bag. I know. Bag. Fendi, yeah. by the way, bring back the spy bag. <laughs> So, what were your love languages, my dear? So, mine were, because the scale that we, um, the test that we took, the mm-hmm. scale, um, the highest that you can get is eight. Yeah. Oh, I'm is sorry, it like 12. different ones? I'm yeah. sorry, 12. Okay, I thought so. It was like, we took 12. the same one. Yeah, we took the same one. Like the we, official test yes, on the, the website. Lovelanguages.com. Um, yeah. We took ours um, right before New Year's, around the 28th of December. So, I was a very, okay. very recent. Okay. And um, I got uh, my top love language. I was tied. Three-way tie. Eight. <laughs> For um, acts, that what? would be you to what not have like a solid one. Oh, that I'm all over the place. All over the place. I'm all over the place. So, <laughs> like I could be this, but I could be this. Oh, I could be this. Yes, that yes. is very. Three. So Josh is very confused. Um, <laughs> I had my first um, eight acts of um, service, eight physical touch, mm-hmm. and eight quality time. Which do you feel like you gravitate to the most? I was very surprised. I thought it was quality time. Mm. Well, if it's tied with them, then maybe that one yeah, I would still be the most. It could st- I was very surprised by acts of service, but I guess I understand because it's about, to me, it's about someone paying attention to the little things and, mm-hmm. and, and large things that are important to you and even going yeah, out of their way to do those things for you. Because I... It, it's it's about you know what is it the the phrase actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. so I think those things are very you can tell me you love me and that I'm gorgeous or handsome or beautiful but it's like when well, you're not doing anything for me it's right like, yeah. I could also tell myself I that. can tell myself daily like affirmations exactly it, thank you thank you like damn we looking good today girl yes. should we take a picture and post it to the gram <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yes so what was what was Josh Josh, um, Josh had a 10. His top score was acts of service, which we already knew, funnily enough. Right. And his second one was nine. He had a physical, physical touch. Oh, okay. And he had an eight in quality time. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. Yeah. So we knew definitely, I always thought, and when we first started dating, I was like, physical touch is definitely your number one. Mm -hmm. And then acts of services too. So they're still close. Acts of services. What? I thought Al's number one was going to be physical touch as well. Uh-huh. It was not. What and was I was it? actually very surprised. His was quality time. Well, 
That makes sense, right? They kind of overlap a little bit, someone. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, hold up, what, where was physical touch on the list? Was it third or second? No, it was his first. No, oh, um, I think it was second. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. it was second, but quality time was first. But I thought for sure, I was like, no, his first is going to be physical touch. <laughs> There's no way it's not. No. I mean, he is like... The hand-holding, forehead-kissing, mm. small-of-your-back-caressing, all of this in the street. Well, <laughs> he is that dude. Well, just so you know, when we're all together, I've only seen you hold hands with him. I mean, because we're all together. Or even sometimes it's just the three of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of the time, it's just the three of us. I've only seen you guys hold hands, honestly, like twice. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, maybe in public. I mean, I, I'm also the third wheel, so maybe that has something to do with you no, all together. No, wouldn't care. Oh, okay, okay. We would just bring your hand in too. Oh, love, yes. love, group love. Yeah, like but it. they call that an illegal threesome, though. Two guys and a girl. Uh, <laughs> Only straight guys call it that. Okay, okay. Yeah. That was yeah. like an illegal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. His. I thought it would be physical touch, but it was quality time and then physical touch. Mm-hmm. Um, physical touch was the bottom for me. It was the very last. Were you scored surprised? A three. First, were you surprised by Al's because you thought it was physical touch and then it was actually quality time? Were you surprised by that? I mean, I guess not. I was surprised that physical touch wasn't for sure his number one. Mm-hmm. But I was. I mean, I would have thought quality time would have come like a close second okay so the fact that they were you know could be somewhat interchangeable because i don't think that they were far apart in terms of their score Mm -hmm. my number one was acts of service yeah it was an 11 (laughs) everything the next after that was a six (laughs) so it was like hands down what was the next one service uh quality time that makes sense hold up were you surprised by your results about quality time um not really. No, the, the first one, Acts of Service. Were you no, I, we both knew it was going to be well, Acts of knew. Service. Oh. Listen, the, the root of probably most of our arguments, <laughs> like our small disagreements, like the little petty spats. Yes. Yeah. That is, it's just the, well, why didn't you take this out? Yeah. Oh, and I told him, if you say I was going to anything one more time <laughs> in our lives, <laughs> that's how I feel every time he says... I was going to, mm-hmm. and then it just, it. I'm ready to hit the ceiling. That's I was true. like, how is it that every time I ask you why you didn't do something, you were going to? <laughs> it can't possibly be. Like, just like, scientifically, those statistics no. don't make sense. Like, I'm pretty sure there were lots of times that I brought it up. Why didn't you do that? That you had no idea that right. that was even... You were not going yeah, to do it. Like, you were you, never you going to do it. You weren't even aware it. of it. It was not top of mind. Yes. Uh-huh. And That's it should have been, because as soon as I walked in, I saw this thing. Yeah. And my first thought was, this needs to be done. So It so, drives me insane. So I always He's think, a procrastinator, and I'm not. So do you think, like, when you did this test, did you guys talk about it? Like, you laugh about it. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about it? Like, are there conversations about it? Like, how seriously do you take it? I mean, I, I just think it just depends for everybody. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah. It, it's odd because it's like, acts of service for me is just like very high yes. and everything else is pretty low after it yeah so his top is quality time and even though it's my second it's it so... comes far behind acts of service so it's like okay how do we reconcile that but <laughs> it but... kind of gives the impression that like i don't care which... if we if we hang out together which to me is i not, need you I to vacuum the floors true. well right i think both of them are important to you but then of course, like the results, the test say one of them is more important. You can spend all the time in the world with your boyfriend, but 
if he's not listening to you, you live with him, first of all. If he's not doing the things that right. matter to you, and it's just like, well, yeah, why is that out of place? Or, you know, you know that means something. Then it, then I really don't want to see you as much. Right. Yeah, it makes you upset. And I think that it, it definitely helps for people who their love language is acts of service, especially, especially if it's this high. It helps for the significant other to know that. To know it that. very much helps for them yeah. to see that because, and I think probably for all of them, um, words of affirmation I can imagine. Yeah, like that's probably extremely helpful for someone's significant other to know. Yes, that that's their love language because then I think it helps them to understand why you get frustrated exactly. about the things that you do. Yes, because um, I think sometimes too, like I'll get annoyed about something, I'll get pissed about something, and it takes me to explain it to him. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, okay, well, that's logical. Yeah. Like, I was telling him the other night, I'm just like, I ask you every night, please just, like, reset the living room. Mm-hmm. That means put the ottoman back in its place. Yes. Because he moves this one little storage ottoman. He moves it around. Mm-hmm. He wants to put his feet on it. He wants to put his computer on it. He puts his cup on it, whatever. Move it back around to the side of the couch mm-hmm. and push the trays back. Yeah. So, he's just looking at me like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me explain this to you. I get up every single night in Mm -hmm. the middle of the night to use the bathroom. Yeah, It's dark. I can barely see. And the living room is kind of narrow. Mm -hmm. So, when those things are just kind of all around, I'm running into them. Yeah, I need a clean path Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the bedroom to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Move those things out of the way. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. And then, then it made sense to him. <laughs> then it made sense why I was so annoyed about mm-hmm. it and why he needed to do it. That's good. And it's it's stuff like that where it's just like, well, if I'm just asking him because I want this thing done, it doesn't resonate with him as much. Yeah. Versus, well, if you don't do it, I might hurt myself, which he doesn't want to happen. Mm-hmm. Then he's more mindful of it. I've noticed that since I said that, he's been That's putting good. the stuff back. That's good. Right. But, like, it, it it takes for me to get to that point to be I'm like, like I, mean, I need to take you by the bottom of your face. But, but what about when you say we had, because Josh and I, we have these interesting conversations. First of all, I think we try to communicate well, but Josh feels like, you used to say this thing, like, talking to you is like talking to my, like, my brain on drugs. You said that, but not, I mean, you said that to me, but you should just say that in general. I was saying it all the time. Yeah. And so, Josh, I think that's how he feels when he talks to me, because he's like, I asked you a question. And then you gave me an answer. And it had nothing to do with what I asked you. Like, That's funny. The doctor said to me one day, and I realized I was in the, I had a doctor's appointment, and they were like, oh, Stanley, did you take this? Um, did your doctor ever prescribe this, like, cream for you? I have a rash. And, um, you know, TMI. I have a rash. Yeah. And then so they're Take like, did the doctor? Care. Yeah, oh, no, it's taken care of. And then so they're just like, um, did he ever give this cream to you? And I was like, well, um, well, I went to the doctor and he told me that I needed to do A, B, and C. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. This is what I'm going to do. So I decided to do this. And then they're looking at me and, and they're like, like, well, did he? Yeah, the they're like, did he? All. And I was like, no. And they're like, okay. And I thought, Real this simple. is how Josh feels. It's like, sometimes <laughs> he'll say so. So it's just hard, I think, for him to pin me down. And then I think when you're, when you're in a relationship and there's just things that you want, you feel like, I feel like, okay, the plant should be here. Or... Uh, don't leave your sneakers at the door. Or don't do A, B, and C. And then someone just doesn't agree with you. And I'll tell him, this is why I don't think they should be that way. And he's like, well, I don't agree with that. So then you're like at an impasse. And then one of you has to well, give a little. compromise. Then compromise. they have to compromise. And, and that, 
I'm not so good with compromise. I, I'm learning more and more, but I'm not so good with compromise. I think everyone likes things their way. Of course. And um, you, I've learned that I'm not as good with compromise. So that's the struggle. Of, like, how much should you compromise? Yeah. How much, you know, that's always hard for me. Yeah. It, well, I got a little bit lucky. What? In that the things that I feel very strongly about, things he doesn't give a shit about. So, yeah, where I'm just like, this is what we're doing for the decor of the entire home. Yes. Our bedroom to the bathroom to the this. And he's like, whatever. Uh-huh. He's just lying on the bed like, you done with that? Yes. He does not care. Yeah. So that's great. But then when he does care, that's when it's bad because then we're both stubborn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you will not ever wear that shirt again. He's like, I love this shirt. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to burn it while you're asleep. Yes. You might still be in it. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, there's this one hoodie. I swear, if he ever leaves it mm-hmm. while and he goes out, he's never gonna see that hoodie again. Well, you employ your friends to help you. We could all like we could spill like black paint on it. You know, I could just come over here with a with some red paint, just randomly. And no, just I'm spill just gonna it over throw him. it in the garbage and just say like you made a mistake. No, he's gonna be looking for it, and I'm just gonna be like, I don't know where your stupid hoodie is. Oh, see, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> see, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Girl got a plan. Girl got has a, a plan. 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 Always, always, yes. always. Um, but we've got to go. Yes, yes. We've been really just like chattering this whole time. Well, I think it's important. <laughs> we barely talked about the love language. Well, we did talk. We had tons of other shit to talk about, didn't we? We did. We love, we love our listeners and we also love to chat. Yeah. So we will be back in another week chatting mm-hmm. up a storm. Yes, we do. In the meantime, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.